I actually think all of the organic podcast growth methods have had a bigger return than the money we have invested in paid ads. Welcome to Socialette. I'm your host, Steph Taylor. As a launch strategist and digital marketer, I've learned a lot of lessons the hard way while building a seven-figure online business. If you're an overwhelmed business owner struggling to scale while also keeping your clients happy, this podcast is for you. Join me as I share actionable advice for creating an online business that feels good and brings you so much joy. Are you on the list to get my daily biz boosters? Every day, I'll send you a bite-sized prompt that is designed to help you grow your business in a more intentional way. Sign up at stephtaylor.co slash dbb or at the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome back to Socialette. This is episode 514. Today, I'm sharing nine of the things that I've done to grow my podcast to 1.5 million downloads because it has been quite a wild journey. And it's really interesting because in that first six months of podcasting, I had 100,000 downloads and I thought that was huge. And then what's happened ever since then is I've become a little bit more intentional with all of the activities we do around the podcast and it's become, this growth has become so much more exponential. So I'm going to share with you today nine things that I did specifically that have helped to grow my podcast to 1.5 million downloads in four years, although the majority of that growth has been in the last 12 months. So the very first thing that I did, and I actually started doing this before I even started my podcast, and I still do this to some extent these days, and that is asking for topic suggestions in communities where my listeners hung out or who, where my ideal listeners, people who I thought would be a good fit for listening to the podcast, where they hung out. And what I would position it as was, hey, like I'm, I've got a podcast or before I started my podcast, I said, Hey, look, I'm going to be starting this podcast and I'd love to know what questions you have about marketing your business, about building an online business, about launching digital products. Hit me with all of your questions. And then what I did was after I recorded an episode talking about uh, the content that they had requested, and it might sound exhausting, but actually... What I found was a lot of people kept asking the same questions over and over again. Uh, so I would record an episode answering the question, and then I would go back to all of the people who asked for this question, asked for this particular piece of content. And I said to them, hey, I've recorded an episode about this. You can tune into this episode here. And basically, that created quite a loyal couple of listeners at the start. And when I say couple, I mean, you know, 50 to 100, maybe. It was really great at the very start of my podcast because that was a strategy that helped me to take it into the top charts when I first launched because I was able to cover off on some of the most popular topics and in those first couple of episodes. And then I could go back to those people who requested those topics and give them that call to action. So the communities I would be looking at would be particular Facebook groups where people hang out in, Reddit communities, Twitter as well to a certain extent, because any of those communities where you can be having a two-way discussion. Instagram, yeah, people can comment, but it's never really a true two-way discussion. That's why I like Facebook groups and Reddit communities and also Twitter a little bit. 
Another strategy that I've started doing that's also helped quite a bit with podcast growth uh, is surveying my email list quite regularly. I used to do it just once a year. Now I've started doing it more than twice a year. This gives me endless content ideas for my podcast and it's giving my listeners what they want, which means happy listeners, which means more recommendations. They share it with their friends. They tune in more often. They leave better reviews. All of these things ultimately lead to more listeners of your podcast. The second thing I did was being a guest on other people's podcasts because if you think about it logically, where are you going to find podcast listeners? Where are you going to find people who like listening to podcasts? Well, you're going to find them listening to other podcasts. So what I started doing quite a lot last year and the year before was finding suitable shows, figuring out what kind of angle I could pitch them with, what kind of value I could provide to their listeners, to their show in particular, not just like one generic pitch that I would send to all of these different podcasts, but how I could provide the best value to their particular listeners. And then I would pitch them. Now, it's easier than you think it will be, but it can be quite time consuming. Uh, and it's one of those things where it, you have to work a bit through the like, oh, do I have anything to offer anybody? Uh, why would anyone want to have me on their podcast? I mean, that's personally what I had to work through. And I know that's what quite a lot of other people do have to deal with as well when you're first putting yourself out there and starting to pitch, uh, starting to pitch podcasts. So start finding those sh shows that are suitable and start tailoring those pitches to those shows. The most successful pitches I've had, they have been the ones where it has been a very unique angle for that particular show. And then what I do during that interview is I either give a call to action at the end to tune into my podcast, or if it fits into a story that I'm telling, for example, while I'm being interviewed, I will mention my podcast and I'll mention the podcast name. That way, if somebody who is listening to me being interviewed, they like what I'm talking about, they resonate with me, then they know where to go and find more from me. The third thing that has really helped with growing my show to one and a half million downloads is call to actions to my podcast from pretty much anywhere business related online. So for example, if somebody downloads my free ebook on the thank you page, they will see a link telling them to tune into Socialette for more free tips about launching. Again, if somebody has downloaded a free ebook or any kind of freebie of mine, they will, in that email sequence after they've downloaded it, they will get an email with a little brief summary of a recent episode and a link to tune into the podcast. I have my daily biz boosters. They're an email that go out every single day. And in the footer, I always have a link to the podcast. If we're interacting in a Facebook group and you've asked a question and I have a podcast episode that answers your question, I'm going to be linking to that episode. So I'm constantly giving those calls to action to tune in to podcast episodes. Uh, if somebody asks me a question, this happens a lot in my DMs. If somebody asks me a question and I have a podcast episode that's covered it, I'm going to link them to the podcast episode uh, rather than answering their question unless they are a paying client. That is a exception, obviously. The fourth thing that I have found helped a lot with growing my podcast is sending EDMs or email newsletters, it might be what you know them as, uh, one or two times per week to my general email list. Now, when you think of an email newsletter, they're pretty boring when you think of a typical newsletter. It's like, here's, what new, here's what's new in my business. This is what I've put on the podcast. So I don't 
I don't do them like that. I tend to share a story and I add a call to action. I, I share a story. I relate that story back to a lesson or something that I'm teaching in the podcast episode. And then I add that call to action to listen to the podcast. And I also sometimes repurpose these into Instagram captions. So I'll take the text or from that email that I've sent and I will copy it, paste it, maybe tweak it a little bit, maybe make it a little bit shorter for Instagram and then give the same call to action, go tune into the podcast. It's a great way to repurpose your content, right? So I'm doing one podcast episode, I'm getting an email to my list and I'm also getting an Instagram caption. Rather than constantly having to go and create all of these new different content ideas across all of the different platforms, I'm just seeding that same content across multiple different platforms. Another thing that has helped big time with growing my audience is each episode that goes out, I share an Instagram stories graphic with a link, a call to action to listen to the episode. The entire process now takes like five minutes. My team creates the graphic. I simply get a notification saying upload it. I jump into Instagram. I upload it. I copy and paste the link and it's there. And you know, that reaches a couple of hundred people. Instagram doesn't love the just static graphic Instagram story. But you know what? For the extra 10 or 20 people or sometimes 30, 40 people who click through from it, that makes a big difference. And that might be somebody brand new who has never, ever discovered my podcast before. Then the next thing, the sixth thing that I did to help grow my podcast, and this is something that was a bit of a newer idea that we tested at the end of 2021. And it's something we'll be doing a little bit more, I think, going forward, was building out podcast playlists. So what I did was I'd pick a particular theme, for example, uh, growing your audience. And I chose my favorite episodes that related to that theme and then pulled them into a single page playlist. I, when I was creating them, I thought, okay, what is the simplest way I can do this? Like I could put them on my website and create a blog post around it, but then the formatting is going to be difficult and I'm going to be obsessed with trying to make it look pretty. I could make it a PDF, but then people can't listen in the PDF. So what I ended up doing was creating a simple Notion doc. If you're not familiar with Notion, it is a kind of a note-taking app, I suppose, that allows you to build out blocks and it allows you to make some nice formatting. So it was a simple Notion page. We've since moved them into ClickUp because we now use ClickUp Docs for everything um, rather than being spread across all of the different note-taking apps that caught my fancy. Uh, so we now have it in ClickUp Docs. And this was just such a simple drag and drop, copy and paste, link it all up. And now we have a playlist. I haven't done enough to promote them, I'll be honest, but this is something that I will absolutely be doing more of in the coming months. The seventh thing that I did to help grow the podcast to 1.5 million downloads was making sure that we transcribed each episode. Thank you to rev.com. Um, they are, I'm not, I'm not an affiliate. I'm not a sponsor. Uh, they're not a sponsor. I just love that you can pay a couple of dollars per minute. I think it's like a, I don't even know how much it costs. It's a couple of dollars per episode and it, it transcribes the entire episode. And then my VA edits them into blog posts. And some of these blog posts get really good organic traffic from Google, which means that people are finding what they are searching for. And it's bringing them back to my website where they can read the blog version, but they can also click on the call to action to listen to the podcast version. 
And while there will be some people who always prefer reading, I think more and more people are starting to choose the podcast option, and that's pretty cool. Uh, it also suits those who don't like listening to podcasts, and it suits those who, for whatever reason, can't listen to podcasts. So it means we can serve a wider range of people with that um, with that same piece of content. Now, I want to caveat this and just say it's not just the transcript. We don't insert the transcript word for word on the blog. My VA edits the transcript into something that is much more easily readable. It's much more user-friendly to read because anyone who has read a raw transcript will tell you it's not fun to read it. So she edits that into a proper blog post. And because these episodes are reasonably short, the blog posts don't tend to be super, super long. The eighth thing that I did to reach 1.5 million podcast downloads was sharing these blog posts to Pinterest. So once we transcribed each episode and turned it into a blog post, sharing the blog posts to Pinterest helped them to start getting organic traffic from Pinterest. Now, if you haven't used Pinterest, it is a pretty untapped resource. Like I know people think, oh, like, you know, I've missed the boat. But I think it's still one of the social media sites where it's pretty low maintenance and there's still so much potential for organic traffic from there. Now, when I say it's low maintenance, we don't actively do much on Pinterest. I did for a while work with a Pinterest manager, but what I actually found is that we can use an app called Tailwind to automate posting and repinning. Pinning and repinning is what they technically call it. Our pins across Pinterest. And it's you're at less of the whim of the algorithm than you are with platforms like Instagram because you've also got the search feature. So when people are searching for something on Pinterest and you have similar keywords in your Pinterest pin, it pops up when they search for it. So yeah, I, I'm not a Pinterest expert, but I do think that it has been an awesome traffic generator for my business. And I think it has helped to generate quite a lot of downloads for my podcast. And then finally, number nine was running paid ads. Now, I intentionally put this one last because I personally don't think this has been the, this has had the biggest return on time and money invested so far. Um, and I mean, I know there's so much more we could be doing in this space, but I actually think all of the organic podcast growth methods have had a bigger return than the money we have invested in paid ads. So specifically paid ads, I like overcast ads because they tell you specifically how many people clicked on the ad and how many people subscribed. So you can kind of work out a cost per acquired a listener, I suppose, CPL, let's call it that. <laughs> um, and we've also run Facebook ads. Now, what I've found is Facebook ads direct to the podcast don't tend to work that well. I know some people have found success with this. We just haven't. But what I have found is that Facebook ads to generate leads. So when I've been running Facebook ads for my digital product kickstart kit, that gets people onto my email list. And then once they're on my email list, quite a high percentage of people tune in and start listening to the podcast. So that has been effective in more of a list building sense. But then once I've built my list, those people listen. Uh, at the moment, we are testing Buzzsprout ads and we're going to be looking at testing a bunch of other ones. So I'll keep you posted on how all of those go. So there you have it. Nine things that I did to get my podcast to 1.5 million downloads. I'll run through them again to recap. So 
I asked for topic suggestions in communities where my ideal listeners hung out. I was a guest on other people's podcasts. I've given calls to action to my podcast from pretty much everywhere that my business is present. I send EDMs or email newsletters one or two times per week to my email list. I do an Instagram story post every time I release a new episode. I created podcast playlists and promoted those to my subscribers. I've transcribed each episode using rev.com and we've edited them into a blog post. I have shared those blog posts to Pinterest and I've also tested running paid ads. Nine things that I have done. Feel free to go and take any of those and test those and see if they work for you. That is it for today's episode. If you have any friends who are podcasters and you think would benefit from listening to this episode, please do tell them about it. It's how I get to help more people. And if you haven't already hit the follow button in Spotify or the plus button in Apple Podcasts, make sure you do so so you get brand new episodes delivered to your podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time.